Is that me or you today? Me? It is me. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Biggest Geekest. We are your hosts. I am Joe. And I'm Randy. This is episode 90 of our show, and the date is uh, Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. Yep. I am finally over whatever it was I had, whether it was the coup or not, uh, remains to be seen. Cool. But uh, I had... Uh, had to take this uh, antiviral for five days. Oh. Yeah, I got experimented on, but not not with the, the vaccine. Okay. Made me taste weird stuff. I had a weird taste and smell. Oh, really? It's There's still some residual of that left, but it's almost gone. But uh, apart from that, we're doing good. How about you? Uh, pretty good. Um, this week was all right. Um my mom and wife are still suffering from some of the COVID-related crapola. We got a pretty good crowd here. Um, I didn't get to do much of anything, though. I did get a sweet uh, another one of my Indiegogo comics came in today. First Man by uh, Andy Smith. So I'm pretty pumped about that. <clears throat> cool. Well, welcome everybody on stream in the yeah. chat. Yeah. Uh, we have lots of yeah. familiar faces out there. Legion of Myth, welcome, Mister. Yep. The, and the other Max, the other, uh, I was going to say the other, the other white Max. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know this guy. Yeah, I don't either. But he's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a big crowd. Darren, Pete, a lot of folks in the house. That's cool. Good to see everybody. We're going to blow it up today. Yeah. We will. We will. We have some. Oh, I need to get that ready. Joe's um, got a million and one links for us. So that's yeah, cool. I put up a bunch of links so that in between us yakking, if you want to, you want to, hey, Tim, uh, uh, if you want to um, scan some of those articles, there's a, a fairly short video as well, but we're not, we're not going to actually, we're not going to play it at all. I gave, it's Joe old, some, old. I gave Joe some significant homework this week. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, then, then you gave some more last minute. <laughs> It's all right. It's more of a reference. I'll just talk a little bit about that. <laughs> I've read it all before with the stack pull thing, but I, I haven't read anything by him. I don't think pulling report. You should read the pulling report. It's it's hyperlinked and everything. So right, right. Yeah. Hyper. It's hyper. It's very hyper. Okay. So yeah. So this week I just fought uh, fought the good fight of relaxing for the most part. Going to get out and do a big bike ride tomorrow. I hope in the morning. Uh, or tomorrow afternoon, sorry, I got class. No, I'm not going to have my buddies over tomorrow to play any games, and Deb's not feeling good, and I want to stay close to the house. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Darren P., get ready. Pat Pooley is going to get talked about. You got that right. Yeah. Oh, loves her. her what lady. a piece of work that lady was. Poor crazy lady. Can you say liar? Poor crazy lady. Liar. <laughs> All right. So you said we had some emails or call-ins or something? We have some call-ins. All right. So 
Let's do this. Oh, oh, oh! Gotta undo it. Oh. Gotta undo it. Because it doesn't. It doesn't let you share audio after the fact if you screw up. As far as I can tell. Cool. So, there we go. Okay. All right. We got yep. we got three from Taylor. All right. Man, the myth, the legend. Playing with randos. Personally, I will play with randos, but I am only going to run for somebody I know. What I mean by that, I'm usually not one to go into a group finder and just kind of sign up for games willy-nilly. Uh, I may at a trusted locale that is... You know, you, you can usually get a feel for what a game is going to be like based on the description and the kind of people you can expect based on the community that you're looking in. Uh, so in that case, I'll sign up for a game because worst case scenario, it sucks. And I will ghost like Casper. But nobody's business right there. You're going to have to cross some streams to get me back into that game. Yeah. Ah, that's an interesting philosophy, don't you think, Joe? He said, yeah, I mean, imagine that, not just simply playing with random people with no with no uh, uh, filters at all. He said he would play with randos, but he wouldn't run with them. Right. And that's, because, you know why? It makes a good point, Taylor. That's too much investment, dude, on your side if you're going to be a DM for a bunch of guys. That you, you may set up a campaign, next thing you know, very first session, you're like, dude, I'm out. These guys are nuts. Yeah, true. Running a game, a little different. You can't really just drop running a game. Uh, if it's hot, you just got to hope your mitts are good enough. So these days, I will only run a game with people I know. Now, I don't have to know you in person. I don't have to have played with you, but both of those are good. I just have to know what kind of a game you like. I have to have interacted with you. I have to have... Uh, seen your play in an actual play maybe who knows I just have to have some degree of validation that the kind of game you like is the kind of game I run I would run a game for you guys we have not met in person we have not played together but we've interacted enough that I feel like I know you well enough that I could run a game that we would enjoy you know that's the second time he said that what? In, he said that either last episode in a message and now this one he said it fairly recently in a message so i think he's trying to tell us something maybe we should think, make that happen i think he's i think it would should I th but dude man i just oh, online i'm pro not a fan but dude i appreciate that taylor i agree like i said i mean i joke sometimes like, oh come to cabin con everybody but most people that i've interacted with on here significantly and especially on the on the videos on youtube and stuff I would have very little issue with any of them showing up at my door and say, hey, Randy, can I play? Right. I'd be like, sit your, sit your sweet butt down, dude. Get your dice out. Let's do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that um, – I don't think that Taylor uses a VTT so much. I, I think he just uses Zoom or that something like that. That means nothing to me. I mean, honestly, that's how we played during the early COVIDs when we tried to play, and it was just hard. I, I couldn't – and. I couldn't fully, you know, and look, people love it. And I think people probably have really good sessions online. It's just not my bag, baby. 
You know, I just can't do it. And now I would try it if it was a short campaign, but if we could, God, I wish, you know, if any of these guys live close, they'd be welcome. I, I think he's, I think he's right about you can interact enough and go, yeah, this dude will be okay. Now, to be fair, there is a chance that you can get along. There's guys I get along with well that I didn't like playing D&D with. Oh, okay. I mean, I've met people that I think are great dudes, and either one, they weren't interested in One, they weren't interested in D&D, or two, I just, when I got them to the table, it's kind of like, ah, you roll pretty different than I do. Not enough to like, I'm not like feeling, and I, and I, didn't, I wasn't shocked like, oh my God, they, you know, they're doing this crazy, some kind of crazy thing, but it's like, I'm just not really enjoying it. But I, I don't think that with Taylor, I would have a lot of confidence Taylor would get along great. We'd get along great with him. We'd have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure we would. I mean, Florida, you know, that's what? Just around the corner. Yeah, we could practically walk this house. Yeah. About playing online, I have played online exclusively since my boys were born. Having babies and toddlers in the house, I just I have a hard time going somewhere for five hours uh, versus I, I just can't bring people into the house. The boys would get in the way. But So online out of necessity. But I've met a bunch of cool people. I've played a lot of good games, and I'm content with it. Will you meet weirdos online? Oh, yeah, it's possible. Problem players will exist in every medium. And because online you're exposed to the global player base as opposed to your local one, you could be looking for a group at the board at Gen Con, and you're not going to find as many people as you will on the Internet. So with that in mind... Yeah, there are weirdos, but the key is cultivating a community ahead of time for when you're running. Delvon, gentlemen, Delvon. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I you, Taylor. What, I, I, think, uh, I think he's right. I think there's problems face-to-face and everything, not just online. Mm-hmm. I was just, and I appreciate that, Taylor. I really appreciate you coming back with the online perspective. It makes sense. Young kids at home. Lots of stuff going on. He can't really get away. So I'm really glad online is there for folks that need it. Um, Joe and I, God willing, are past the baby phase. <laughs> no, no, no children's at home. <laughs> so we can do some different things that others can't, right? So we got a buddy who's here tonight, Mr. Tim. He's got a couple of boys, but they're getting to that age where they want to be a part of it. He's yeah, gotta- but he just, he just had a... Uh, a little one not long ago, right? Yeah, Tim's got a little girl that's a little bit needing some help, but help, I, by that I mean she's young. So, But Tim manages to get his game on. He didn't, uh, he's not shot away from Cabin Con. His wife stepped up and covered for him, so that's cool. Yeah, the way I look at it is this. I don't prefer on uh, playing online, but uh, I would be happy uh, to play uh, in a Taylor Run game online. Yeah, I would. Um, uh, especially if we got some, if we did a uh, a live stream, we did it live stream. That'd be cool. Ooh, that would be cool, Taylor. You hearing that? Live so, stream D and D. So we can get a couple more, make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> there are members of our community <laughs> who who are very much stronger in their opposition to online than Randy. Randy just doesn't like it. No. There are folks that will tell you you're doing it wrong. That will tell you that that, that um, you know if you aren't if you don't have a home group, you're just not trying hard enough or whatever. They really they really uh, poo poo it to an extreme, and uh, 
uh, I'm not like that. I just don't. It's just not my preferred mode. Green Apple says, I'd like to see you guys play. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, dude. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> Might have to have the disclaimer up here, you know. Oh, look at that, dude. Tim Scott's wife, Kelly's ready to get back into it. Now, that chick, I like it, woman. She, she's she got a heart of a gamer. I tell you what, I played like three times, four times, no, I guess a few times with Miss Kelly. And she got the skills, though. Um, um, so, anyway. Uh, Max, he hates online play. Fair enough. But if you like it, you're weird. Have at it. <laughs> We're a whole community, community quote unquote. Yeah. Full of weirdos. We're yep, all weird. We mm-hmm. Who cares? Yep. I think all you biggest geekest people are weird. Join the club, baby. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who will want to sit for a couple hours and look at us running our mouth we're not even doing anything we're, not, we're just running our mouths and they're like oh, i gotta go see them yeah because they want to run their mouths with us because yes. we're, we're true gamers shadows in the house what's up dude hey shadow oh i forgot to say i was uh what was i on chilling the chilling stream with max friday night chill oh you night. did friday i did do that for a little while those dudes max said four hours i think he lied because i stayed in for almost three I mean, I jumped in at 10, popped off, at, got off at 1, um, 1-ish, and they still went on. So he didn't make his four-hour window. Those guys can – they got the late-night skills. No, Shadow cheats because he's in uh, California, Stan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, not, that's, that's not right. He got the time bonus. Yeah, I can't I can't do that that late. And plus, uh-huh. I've, been, I've been ill, yo. Yeah, listen, listen, Joe Wine. Suck it up. It's about gaming, dude. Okay, so <laughs> shut up. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Tim Scott, entertain us, monkeys. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Of course not. All right. So I guess the next item on the agenda is that Stranger Things Season 4. Yeah, so I know it's not everybody's bag. Um, I really like how the main villain – you, you don't have Netflix anymore. Did you watch it at all? I started to, but I, the thing is, I did a bad thing. Oh. I watched one of the award shows with the cast on it, and they talked. Don't do that. Off script. And I was done. They're, they're a bunch of simpletons um, that I would rather, I'd rather not even hear talk again ever. To be fair, they're actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, no offense to you, actors, but no, they just repeat. They just repeat, they were just repeating the accepted mantra, <laughs> and you know, not not, so not saying anything particularly um, worth hearing. Just and this was years ago. This was uh, right after their first season yeah. during the Trump. Uh, um, Oh, they're like blasting. So of course they had to they had to signal their hatred of Look, Trump I hate and him all too. Like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of Trump, and no. I didn't vote for the guy. But um, shut up and act. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Tim Scott said. Yeah. Entertain us, monkeys. Yeah. That's so what I pay you for. And you know, I've also said in other venues that I've. I don't care if a brand um, states a political um, point of view. 
they it's just you know it makes it more easier for me to um separate out the things i'm not going to support and that was one thing i just said no i'm done fair enough so i did watch it i'm in the midst of a season four and i think season two was kind of junky but they what i liked is their villain they used dnd classic dnd villain so season one i believe was the, the demogorgon the and demogorgon. Two, the demogorgon which is their own it's not the demogorgon and I, it's their the, own thing who's the guy blood bloodworth dm bloodworth did a really cool breakdown of stranger things season four and a discussion of the past and then the third season they did the villain was called the mind player and this season is called vecna and they kind of play off of it it's not like it's the, and, they, and the villains aren't really like that at all but they kind of you know the the the, the act the, the characters are D players a chunk of them three four of the guys are and so that's how they reference them. oh my god it's like vecna or whatever and they have a little theme of just a little sub maybe subtext of the satanic panic on this season it's brought up in fact the very first episode in about the first 10 minutes the new gm who's an older guy at the high school um reads an article about the satanic panic in like time magazine or something so i like those little nods and the story's okay it's getting stretching beyond imagination now but i mean believability in, in the realm of people this but i but at least it doesn't come off as too woke during the show so i can live with that i mean if i didn't watch any shows because the actors were woke or had stupid ideas i would not watch any shows at all you would be hard pressed to watch anything mm -hmm. even the new oh and i saw the new maverick maverick top gun joe oh i, I keep hearing it's good dude it's seriously good it's zero woke um um oh he said uh cal said Bloodworth did Strange Things review today. Okay. Yeah, I saw one before. Uh, and Martinson said season five will be the last. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm overlapping Joe here. But uh, said season no, five. No, no, I didn't, I didn't touch I mean, it. Okay. Um, but I've, I've really enjoyed um, you know, most of the, the Stranger Things. I kind of want to see the end of it. If they, as long as they don't bring their politics into the actual show or I don't notice it, it's fine. Because I, I just don't think I can. But anyway, I, I thought it was interesting because season four connects what we're going to talk about tonight. Right. It does. So we'll talk about it a little bit later, too, yeah. maybe sure. uh, bring it back up. But uh, yeah. So that's about all we have before we get into our main topic. And yes. before we get into that. Yes. Oh, man. All right, folks. Brother. If for some reason you crackers out there haven't subscribed yet, you really need to subscribe. Or you, you non-crackers, that's fine too. Thumbs up the video. <laughs> Comment. Hope sometimes commenting after the fact is good too. Yep. Um, we don't get a whole lot of comments, but I'm not sure how great YouTube's algorithm is working these days. Anyway, I keep hearing conflicting reports. So, but uh, we appreciate your support. Let folks know about us. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how well the discovery features of the algorithm are working, but uh, thanks uh, for being here and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, main topic is the satanic. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about moral panics and how they affected our game, D&D. Um, they spilled over to other uh, games, I'm sure, the hobby in general, but the 
moral panic of the 80s, satanic panic, affected the game. I thought it was uh, just about, when people say satanic panic, I thought it was just about the satanic panic how and how it affected the uh, our game. But, no, no, it's but that. in retrospect, after lo- looking at the articles, I do remember all this other stuff that was going on at the time where everything had to do with satanic rituals um, all over the entertainment sphere. And, and the police were on high alert. One of, the, one of our articles talks about the police being on high alert looking for these, you know, the satanic rituals. I wish I had thought of it. There's a movie on Netflix about rock and roll and its connection to Satanism. And it's, it's a weird kind of funny, dark comedy. Um, gosh, I need to find it. I, actually, Joe, I think you would like it. It's pretty cool because it's got a lot of funniness to it. But, yeah, there was that. There was rock and roll was like it was getting blasted. I mean, Judas Priest was took. Yeah, it was called oh, the Douglas Music. Yeah. Um, and you know, honestly, when you look, uh, if if you look at a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the music, even today, it's a lot of degeneracy. Dude, I, I'll tell you this. I, I'm going to say some things up front. Uh, I think we're all going to be in agreement that the satanic panic with role playing games, for the most part, I mean, uh, well, I think some of us will say completely. I can only say. That for the most part, D&D and other RPGs, it's silly to think that you will kill yourself, you will lose yourself, and the, you'll become, it'll show aspects of rape and mutilation and homosexuality. It'll make you kill yourself, become a Satan worshiper. That's all, that's 90% B, 90, 99% B, BS. But I am going to bring up something today that's probably not going to be popular, and Joe hints to it. I think there are elements to all of that that are valid. And, and what I mean is, when you look at Dungeons and Dragons, when you read it, and, and I noticed this in the 60 Minutes article with Ed Bradley that, that, that you linked into, um, they kept saying these bad things are, oh, you can play an evil character. Like these two kids, whatever. when you play an evil character, the game says you can rape and pillage. I don't recall that really being said in the player's handbook about playing an evil character and raping and pillaging. And by I don't recall, I mean it's not there. Right. It doesn't say that specifically. The game says you can blah, blah, blah. No. No, it doesn't. You're assuming that because evil does that. And in my opinion, you're playing the game wrong. That's my opinion. I have no interest in playing evil or DMing evil characters. And by no interest, I mean none. I don't want them at my table. But that's because I don't think the game works well that way. I really don't think it, and you know, people will make defenses for evil characters, probably going to get a big list of people that say that they will. I know Max has lawful evil as a favorite. I have no interest in that. No. We're playing heroes, and that is the core of the game. You could say it's mercenary as well, especially the early years. It was about getting gold and getting... Um, <clears throat> Um, getting loot. Um, and I agree with Max's statement here. It says, D&D video games, rock and roll, don't cause anything. They don't cause any kind of problems. Correct. People with mental deficiencies can be influenced by anything. Hobbies and entertainment are just a trigger uh, um, to a weak mind or to a uh, hurt mind. Max clarified. He said lawful neutral. Okay, cool. Good deal. Because I know Max and I are pretty close kosher with the whole evil thing. But I do think people who have these problems or interests, not just problems, can go down a road, get into D&D, and I've seen people do this when we played. Then they get into the occult. And I'm sorry, you guys know we're Christians here, and I'm just going to say it. 
there is a satanic element that you can bring into the game. Rock and roll had a satanic element, which I thought rock and roll was playing, playing at Satanism. Yeah, it was a caricature. Yeah, and they were doing it on purpose. Stylized and all that. Yeah. With the blood and Ozzy with the bat. It was all a show. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Little Nas X? I, mean, I don't know who that is. Okay, there's this little rapper dude who gave Satan a lap dance in one of his videos. A man gave him Satan a lap dance. Dude's got serious problems at a minimum if he's not outright satanic. Or that one dude... Trent something or other who had that big problem at his show had the gates of hell at his at his at his concert and they say his lyrics are laced with stuff. Look, I'm not saying they necessarily believe that. I'm saying and guys, you don't want, you don't believe it if you don't want to. It's Randy's beliefs. If you want to open yourself up to this, if you want to play with fire, I believe spiritually you can get burned. I do believe it. Now it won't be like you're going to be you know, when I say this, don't Randy's not saying you'll be possessed. I'm saying those are things that Satan wants you to do. Indulge, do what thou wilt. That's true Satanism. That's true worship of self. That's what I'm saying. I'm, and, yeah. and, I'm, and I think you can use, you can ride this pony of D&D or music or whatever, and you can head down that path. But I agree with what Max said. It doesn't make you do it. No. And you know there in uh, much of the uh, material oh. of the eighties. Mark, Mark, and what does this mean? But two old white guys are talking about a younger rapper. It's publicity, huh? Oh, oh, you're saying that what he did was publicity? It's an act. Well, I think he's saying what we were saying about in the past, where we think that the rockers yeah. uh, wore it as a as a show. Yeah. And. This, I do this, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, is that devil horns or is it the hook'em horns from University of Texas? I don't know which one is which. But yeah. I, I love that sign. I mean, it's, I think it's funny, and I've absconded with it. And I, I think, I mean, look, you do what you you do what you want, but I get back in the eighties when Christianity was losing its quote unquote deep appeal in the U.S. and rebellion was getting away from, it, and we're fully away from it now as a country. People were losing their mind because everywhere they looked. They were looking for reasons to, oh, fight the devil, you know, and um, yeah, you can do what you want. But I mean, I, I think those I see how those people, my, my parents in particular, not that I had parents that caused a lot of trouble, but people that age could look at it and go, holy crap, that's danger. Yeah. And even and I'll and I'll say that even just wearing it as a suit is uh, dancing closer than I would. Absolutely. I, I won't go down that uh, path. Yeah, I think it's true, Mr. Max Wobbin. Alice Cooper claims to be uh, to be a believer. Absolutely, he does. Sure. Yeah. Right, so, Draco, yeah, so. Draco Paul says, Christians, quote, quote mine, the wicked read, and it harm none, do what thou wilt, shall be the whole of the law. They omit. Yeah, I agree, Draco Paul, that they probably do. But even do what thou wilt, I think is a problem. Because what, what a lot of people will do that is not going to harm someone else is still going to be evil. Because I think people, when the theme we go down the road here, it gets dangerous. I'm not going to yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying we have different opinions. But I think you're right. I agree with you, Drake Gopal. You're right. They do that. Sure, sure. So um, a lot of the stuff in the 80s um, materials that we have links to, 
Yeah. Uh, it really belies a lot of misperceptions or outright lies that people yes. were telling yeah. about D&D. Even this doctor, there's an interview in the 60 Minutes piece there that where the doctor says that uh, someone was uh, killed themselves um, by simulating casting uh, a um, astral spell. And as far as I know, the astral spell in the game book, even back in uh, first edition, did not require you to kill yourself. I know, I know. Ooh, right, what? right. No, so, not to so he was he was saying edition once a day as part of the spell he shot himself. That's not part of the spell. It's not. No. So no. Uh, all these things that they would say, uh, just like the chick track from dark, the dark dungeons chick mm. track. Mm-hmm. It um. <clears throat> It would say things like, in order to make, was it ninth level, you had to kill your parents? Something like that? Yeah, some kind of crap like that. Some kind of crazy stuff. You have to kill your parents. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's absolutely not true. And we all know this. And yep. all these people make all these claims that are not substantiated in any to any degree um, to um, explain their belief that D&D is a problem. Um, and I remember back in the day when we saw, what was the movie again? Uh, Tom Hanks movie. What was that one again? I oh, forgot. Mazes and Monsters. Mazes and Monsters. It. Right. So saw Mazes and Monsters. And I was like, that's not, that's not what we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, what your Fruit Loops are doing, but that's not my game. <laughs> right. We, I understood that. Um, and I was a teenager at the time. I'm pretty yep. sure. Yeah, sure you were. Um, that it wasn't the game because the game doesn't instruct you on what to do outside of the game. It doesn't tell you to go home and do X, Y, and Z and all this other stuff. It just says what you do with regard to the game. I knew that, and I knew that these folks had mental problems. Even those two kids that they interviewed on 60 Minutes, the first couple, where they said, you know, if you want to play evil, it tells you how to, you can rape and pillage, be good, you defend. They said, but it doesn't tell you to do stuff outside of the game. Yeah. But, of course, their claim was, well, it's mentally affecting you. And, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I do think if you bombard your mind with images and thoughts and read stuff that is dark and disturbing, I don't think you're doing yourself favors if you live in that kind of framework all the time. But it's not like you can't mention and have some really vile stuff. Like I'm gonna, maybe the folks in the chat could help me here. Uh, Avengers recent PDF adventure where the villains are killing babies, and it's very graphic. And he makes a statement, clear statements. He's against abortion, and I'm like, dude, that's what makes heroes even better. Right. When you show how wicked the villains are, and we're gonna come in, smash these dudes right in the ground. Right. So yeah, that's cool. So uh, I think it's okay to see that kind of, to talk about that kind of imagery. I just don't mean getting, you know, my thought is I could see, and, and you realize I'm 95, 98, 98.5% with everybody. Yeah, it was dog poop. People were crazy. But I have some sympathy. I never heard of these. Oh, Draco Pohl. Draco Pohl says in 91 on TV, Honor Thy Mother and Cruel Doubt were TV movies rep- misrepresenting the pages of D&D on camera. 
they figured Americans can't read and check out, up on that. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. Um, okay, so we didn't have VCRs recording. I mean, some people may have, but right. and most people I knew didn't. I didn't have one. Uh, and there wasn't anything such as, any such thing as DVR, and you didn't you couldn't rewind all that stuff. No. It was it was you play it got played on TV. You might see it in a rerun. Apart from that, you didn't get to see it again. And so, uh, not only uh, did did it uh, um, take advantage of people not checking up on it, it's you know sh- uh, short memories, um, and you know you don't remember things clearly. But in watching the clip, I'm like, these guys haven't read. They haven't even looked at these books. No. And Darren P. follows up with a similar statement. I want to say something about it. The media always thinks that people can't read or be bothered to verify. Here's the truth, Darren P. There is a segment of society, I think I did that, a segment of society that doesn't do that. They literally don't check up on it. And plus, they hear what, you know, their their itching ears get get scratched. They hear what they want to hear, and they go, oh, yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, Darth Theak, he's right here. And I'll say maybe not just Americans, most people. Don't bother. They just believe what they are told and follow their leader. Sure, sure. And they don't. They, they, and to be honest, I don't blame many of them because they, they have work. They have kids. They uh, are tired. I'm tired when I get home. And, you know, I understand why people just don't give themselves time. And they just say, yeah, okay. uh, I'll believe what you say. I'll believe what you say, Dan, rather. Because you're so you're so respectable. Yeah, you know Walter Cronkite, like he was some yeah. great holy person. Now the journalists should be reporting the news. They don't. They create it. And here they were creating this spin. Even Ed Bradley, who I used to like, I felt like he was like just taking advantage of. Ooh, look, D and D is bad. And couldn't you say? And I, and while I did think Gygax looked fabulous on the screen, I think he made a simple point. Yeah, You're not see, using science. That's not science to say this. No, no, and you know the. I, I have a said that his appearance on TV was uh, weird. It wasn't this one. No, it was a different one. There was a different clip I remember of him. It was just him by himself in a um, library or something, and he was real aggressive at the camera. And uh, but after all this, I can I guess I can understand why he would be uh, be that reactionary because it's well, ridiculously stupid. This must have been early because he was like, "You're not using science. Correlation right. is not causation." I mean, you can say, look, Randy killed a person. Did you know that he read the Bible twice this past year, all the right. way through? He's a Bible nut. They kill people. No. How about, let's say, we can even get more ridiculous. <laughs> when Randy grew up as a kid, he drank big red soda all the time. Yes, he did. Moved to Michigan. They don't have big red soda. Made him angry and started to kill people. <laughs> kill people. Look at this. Because big red soda. And we found and we found a case of empty bottles of Big Red that he had taken from Indiana, where he's originally from. Right. <laughs> that must have said he. That's off. the kind of logic. That's right that's the kind of lack of logic they're using. Yeah. You know, they did things and like the like um, Gary Gygax and others were making the point. Three million folks played the game. Twenty-eight people over the course of five years were involved in either murders or suicides. I mean, if it's the game, there would be more. Oh, that's um, it. That's it. Martinson's out. 
The devil's juice. All right, yeah. <laughs> Longer invited to the table. Big Red's the greatest drink in the universe, and you know it. And don't say anything about Fago, Martin, son. <laughs> I want to hear the Fago red poop. Fago. <laughs> yeah. Fago. Michigan Fago people. <laughs> right. oh, oh, Darren P doesn't understand. Oh, oh, is Darren in Kanadistan? Uh, is that where Darren is? Probably. It is, but in the state of Indiana and all the good states in this country, uh, Big Red is a great red drink. It's got a hint of bubble gum, and it tastes like awesome. It's uh, kind of like red cream soda. There's two major distilleries, San Antonio, Texas, and Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'll put that in quotations. Um, Rock and Rye is good, and it does not kick Big Red's butt. Sorry, Martin. I'm not even going to put that up there. It's such a lie. That's Rock and Rye. Who makes that? That's Rock and Rye is a very good Fago. It's the best Fago that exists. All all the right. It's the when I say it's the best Fago, it's kind of like saying this is the least smelly poop. Right. Right. (laughs) What green apple? Used to. I don't drink it anymore because I want to keep my spelt, my really spelt figure that I have. Um. So, but um. Yeah. Oh, Dar. Tastes like awesome. I know he's talking about Fago. Any Fago. And that's true. So, oh. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna help him out here. F-A-Y-G-O. Pop, soda, whatever your favorite word is. You're from it's, the a Michigan, it's a Michigan Fago thing. Coke type of Coke. It's a Michigan thing, right? Yeah, it's a Michigan drink. But it's around the country, too. <laughs> oh guys yeah but um i'm sure everybody's favorite drink here is mountain spew so max says something's gross i hope it's not big red he's in alabama so he probably has access to it he better love it if he doesn't i almost lost two friends over big red oh, really <laughs> No, I was in San Antonio on a conference, and two of my buddies. I saw we, were at, we went to like a little, like a little diner place, and they had Big Red on tap. But you know, that's, oh, that's perfection, quality, perfection. And I get it. And I go, the nectar of the gods. And they try. They go, ah, it's not as good as Red Pop. I said, you two are not my friend, and I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Max was talking about the awesome <laughs> butthole. Uh, it's good to see folks can can react that way i know we were talking about what you let yourself see and you know our movie um industry is full of gore yes right Mm -hmm. and um it doesn't bother me that much I just it's, it's something I tried to explain to my wife. I just don't I just don't care to see a lot of it because well, it's it's um I don't know. There's just I don't care to see it. So you desensitize yourself to some degree, I think. Um yes, it's just a movie. It's not going to make you a bad person really. No. I just don't care to to watch it. Well, and and I think you can I think you can inundate yourself with it. And I, I see and, and I caught myself doing this back in the late 80s. Maybe Martinson can help me whenever Jason goes to Manhattan, the Friday the 13th got to number 8. And I walked out of that movie in the theaters. And I was a big Friday the 13th fan. Joe knows that. I love those. And what I thought 
And yeah, I agree with Green Apple. I do like it less and less. I love Lord of the Rings violence better. And though mm-hmm. they have a little gore, not very much. You can do it in kind of a zany way that takes away from the um, awfulness of it, I think. Uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings gore, um, Steve Jackson did a, um, a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just, it was over the top. Steve Jackson? Yeah. He did a horror movie a long time ago. Hold on. Steve Jackson. Isn't that... No. Okay, I'm talking about the wrong person. Yeah. Jackson is um, Peter. Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson. Yes, Peter Jackson. it was good. It was good. It's zany as all yeah. hell. Yeah. Uh, a dude was killing zombies with a, lo- a lawnmower. Um, <laughs> one of the zombies ended up be- um, becoming a gigantic like feminine looking zombie and yeah. it's like opened and grabbed the dude <laughs> he, he was inside of a zombified womb of some kind it was it was gross but it was but it was way over the top zany comedy horror so i think that's one way you can do it where it's not as bad but but, but my point with that is you know so you can just sense and i found myself back then i was like i was looking for the cool kill and then, like, he killed 27 people, and Jason goes to Manhattan in about six seconds. And I said, that's dumb, I'm out. Oh, yeah. What did Mark Markham say? A lot of movies that I wish I'd walked out on. It's not good to have some things in front of your eyes. I agree. And I also, I walked out on, this will shock folks, I walked out on Baron Munchausen. I don't know if that's supposed to be really good, but I guess it, it wasn't what I was expect, expecting. Oh, Green Apple. Hold on. Yeah, he's right here. Uh Evil Dead movies, yep. Um, Cabin in the Woods, that's a that's a pretty gross one. That's funny, right? <laughs> but, right. Um, horror comedies, uh, but anyway, but how does that connect to D anD D? So I think a lot of people thought. Whereas my point is, I think you can watch a lot of horror movies and love guts and stuff and get into it, but not be a person and still be a person that if you saw somebody hurt in real life, you'd be like, oh my god, we got to help them. You wouldn't be that desens- desensitized, right? I think there's a you know, a weirdo percentage of people that horror movies are just the fact that they are already desensitized to violence because they're because they just don't care about people. That's a different issue. Right. Um, I think D&D set off in people's minds. Oh, my God, this game that has spells. And there's an article. It's uh, part one and part two from the Nerdist dot com that I thought was I didn't realize Frank Mincer was a big defender for D&D. And he went on he went on the defense for them during that whole thing. And he made some good comments. He goes, apparently in, in an interview, this guy asked Frank Mincer, how do you cast spells? He goes, do you mean to show you? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I say, I cast fireball. That's it. And the guy looked dumbfounded. He goes, that's how we cast spells. We don't do any crazy hand waving. I don't say weird words. I say, I cast fireball on the orcs. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's one reason why uh, when I play, I often refer to my characters in third person mm-hmm. because I, I keep that I keep that distance. Yes. And, and, is and, that, so that's and it, I don't think it's necessary. It's not. It's not yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, I go back and forth. Right. I think sometimes it's conscious. I consciously make myself say he or my character does and i know some people are like oh you got to be in first person blah 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 tim but, scott uh, we know what he does i'm sorry joe i ran off you go ahead bud i am yes you did should be ashamed i am 
Hold get on. out of here. Hold on. <laughs> so yes, um, so um, I don't think I'm going to uh, have a problem if I don't do that. It's just something I do. Sure. And uh, no, that's something that these folks brought up all the time that um, role playing in the wrong hands, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of a paraphrase. Right. Role playing in the wrong hands can change your behavior and make you believe that you are somebody else, which is <laughs> because actors don't do well. Not true. Sometimes <laughs> actors do, but that's because they have mental problems. And it's not a problem with being an actor. It's a problem with having mental problems. I think it's a problem with having a mental issue and being worshipped. You believe you're something more than what you are. Tim Scott makes a good point. We know what Tim does. Hope Tim doesn't mind. He works in the medical field. He says, as I do see people hurt in real life all the time. But Tim, I would guess that's fair. And I think you want that for people in the in emergency rooms and such. A you level of it. A little bit of it. I think that's good. So you don't freak out when somebody's yeah. knee is distended or when a leg is nearly chopped off. You need to be you able can, to work. You can do your job and you can work. So that's a good thing. Um, but should that be one of your boys or your wife? I'm willing to bet you wouldn't have the same reaction. Now you'd yeah. probably be much you'd be much cooler than me in the same situation. Because you the problem can. comes in when you look at people as pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people in the medical field get to the point where you say, "Yeah, it's just a just a piece of meat." <laughs> There's a good one from Legion. <laughs> I use use method role to properly play a dwarf. It's called professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how it is. That's how you role play. Max has got it. So if you don't engage fully in your character, or as Max Blobbin said, become there you go. Johnny Depp became Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Weird. And so, um, yeah, that's true, dude. Uh, yeah, some method people do that. Yeah. And um, the ones that have issues end up offing themselves yeah. or end up in uh, in rehab all the time, Depp and, and others. Well, Blobbin says... And he couldn't play. Right. I mean, I think Depp is a good actor, but he kind of plays crazy Johnny Depp all the time. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's the same character. He puts variations on it, but he has to play. Doesn't he almost always play a bizarro character? I would say it depends on what period in his career. At this point, maybe. But maybe in, in the, I do like back Depp. Back in the day, not so Depp's much. That's one of the guys I like. I think he's right. a good actor. I enjoy it. But anyway, off, off the beaten path. So back to... Uh, satanic panic and so several of the links talked about the connection as we said before um to toys and and uh different hobbies and music and the police action yeah, it was all over the place and it was huge it was a mess for dnd uh patricia yeah. pulling was on the 60 minutes thing she's the one who she was a liar she wasn't what? just misguided she was a, a liar so you think she was purposefully trying to be deceptive i okay here's how she's a liar she misrepresented Dungeons and Dragons, the game at the time, to such a large degree that either she read it and said, well, I'm going to say other things. Right. Or she didn't read it. Right. But presented herself as an expert as if she had. Correct. So right. either way, it's a lie. Okay. You, but you don't right, agree. It's a lie. But it wasn't like, well, maybe it was. Because, you know, they talk about, if you read into some of the articles, they talk about the... The Irving Pulling case, that's her son, Irving Pulling. He had some issues. 
Yeah, yeah and had, they said in that they said in that interview. Yes, and there were several, he was a perfect kid. I know, he but then fine. five minutes later in the same interview, the daughter said he he threatened to kill her if he told me he was playing D anD D. And yeah. I read in another article, and this is not so true, that one time she had mentioned that he was showing lycanthrope tendencies because he was in the backyard barking for minutes. Right. And apparently lots of cats and dogs came up dead in the neighborhood. And we know what that means. You got serious issues then. You got serial killer tendencies. Yeah, you that. You're going down but the road. What I was saying, what I'm saying with that though is in the same interview, she said he he's a perfect boy. And then five minutes later, the daughter was crying because he threatened to kill her. Yep. So which is it? There'd be. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, it's been a while since I killed my neighbor and took their women. I guess I just ain't got time for the women anymore. I'm not. I'm not a young man anymore. Not a young man anymore. I have to pick one. Yeah, just pick one. Live with it. Yeah. Um. So and then um. All of a sudden comes now. I, I did think it was interesting. So there was Mincer defending the creators defending the game, and then somewhere I forgot at what time, but um, I think Stackpole came along. Michael Stackpole. Um, I didn't get a chance to read that article. Apparently, I need to read Stackpole. I haven't re- read. He's it interesting. He 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 defends D and D, and it's called the Pulling Report, and he goes down to great details. I'm not sure what Max is saying. Oh, he's joking. he's joking. He's joking. Yeah, sure, sure. Lots of dead cows. That sure. But I mean, that's just the thing you. You brought it up. We need to read it because we got oh. people listening. Oh, thank you. Read. Yes. Read. Legion of Myth says lots of dead cats and dogs. Serial killer. Lots of dead cows. Aliens. Right. <laughs> Max. My man. Max Blavan. The barking is worrying. If you had to choose between your son becoming a serial killer or a furry, tough call. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh. Oh. Max has hurt my feelings. I used to like Stackpole, but he's all woke now. Oh, well. He still was right in his defense of D&D. Right. It's thorough and it's good. Uh, so he came out as a writer of what did he write? What's his famous? What's Stackpole's big books? Um, thought he had a couple. I know he did something with Star Wars. That wasn't his really big one. Um, uh, yeah, he did some Star Wars books. Rogue Squadron. So it was. Looks like he's got a handful of others that were pretty big for him. Um, and he came out and defended the game. Um, uh, Battletech, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I'm going to say something right quick. Okay. Uh, his Battletech, according to Legion of Myth and Tim Scott, mm-hmm. Stackpole's uh, Battletech books were good. I have a bad hit, a bad taste in my mouth for IP novels because they end up um, IP that's not originally novels becoming novels, like D and D books and whatnot. Many of them are horribly bad. So I just Joe, I just avoid them. Yeah. And and to be fair, as we said before, Joe is completely um a hypercritical. I'm not judgmental at all. I'm <laughs> it comes to you. Patrick leads us into another one that we're kind of leaving off. He said nobody did as much damage as hack detective William Deere. Yeah. He was the detective in the famous or infamous steam tunnels where James Dallas Egbert in nineteen seventy-nine, a highly troubled youth, went into the uh steam tunnels of Michigan State University. They based the mazes and monsters off of it. 
Detective Deer had plans right at the beginning to blame it on D and D. So he had, you know, he had some bias going right, right down the line. Um, so yeah, it says in that article though that, uh, or if not that one, another one that he downplayed D and D's role later on. Yes, he, well, he initially he it was like D and D's bad, and then later on it's like, oh, maybe not so much. But so it, it finally. Uh, you know, finally calmed down. Though second edition D and D did the whole everybody knows the second. They bent edition. the knee. They bent the knee. They gave in, um, turned demons and devils into Tanari and Bayadazu. Which, to be fair, I liked it. I've never thought if you're going to have a race of creatures like demons and devils and demodans, all those, and he called them all fiends instead of demons and devils. If you're going to have a race of creatures like that, I'm not sure they would refer to each other as demons and devils. They might. That sounds like a prime material word for a creature. I think if you're going to call them a race that lives somewhere else, they might have their actual name. Like a Martians probably don't call themselves Martians. You know, if there's Martians from the planet Mars, they may have their own name. They right. may call themselves Martians. I don't know. My point is... That, that's I'm, if demons and devils are creatures like prime material creatures. True. If they, are. if they are demonic <laughs> beings that originate from the evil souls of men, mm-hmm. then, then they might, they might revel. They might revel in their... They identify yeah. as the beliefs that they espouse. So, right. yes, it depends on your interpretation. But I didn't mind so much. Um, it was cowardly. Even then, I thought it was cowardly. Uh, I was like, why do you care? But once I read about the Blood War and Planescape, which everybody knows I love, it was fine. I dug it. I thought it was cool. I didn't mind if demons refer to themselves as Tanari. Now, my people and my prime material words, worlds, for the most part, they called them demons. Even if you were a devil. Even if you were a demodan. You were a demon. They didn't know any difference. Learned scholars might know them. High-level adventurers might know the names. But um, the point was they did bend the knee. Um, and it, and that, that leads us pretty nicely to the next topic. Before we go there, I want to talk a little bit about our experiences with the Satanic Panic. What experiences do you recall? I remember existing. Existing. Okay. But uh, my mom didn't pay much attention to it. Had Did she even mention it ever to you? No. So I have several. Now, a couple of our friends, um, Philip, I know, um, my buddy Philip had a severe experience. I believe his books were actually burned by his mother. Um, My mother had some concerns, and I had an uncle and aunt who were highly religious and going to church that I used to go to, and they were very concerned about it. Um, At least the aunt was more than the uncle. I think he just didn't care. My mom watched this play for about five minutes. And she actually defended us against them. She goes, she told my uncle, she goes, look, they're in the basements, basement, pretending to be dragons. That's what she said. So I think it's okay. And they're not out drinking. They're not doing drugs. The only thing that's in danger is a bag of Cheetos. So I'm good with it. I know where Randy is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, pretty much every stinking weekend. (laughs) And yeah, so I didn't, I, I think, uh, it was um, much to do about nothing, but people made a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people had their books burned. Uh, I didn't have that many. I only had no. I, I had a very small collection of, of role playing game books back then. Uh, so, and my mom, she didn't uh, buy into it. No, Patrick had a similar experience. I remember my mom had a few worries. Then she met my friends and realized how ridiculous the whole thing was. Yeah, my mom was like, you guys are goofballs. Who cares? Um, Oh, 
Indigo said Soda was in trouble too. Absolutely. Um, oh, that's interesting. Now, I think Patrick and Max may have a little conversation here. Because Patrick's uh, Legion said, I went to Lutheran school. I wasn't allowed to play D&D. I got extra Bible verses because I talked about it once. <laughs> you and Patrick should discuss. Yeah, Patrick's Lutheran. Yeah, he's Lutheran. They went to a Lutheran school as well. Oh, hopefully I'm not. Is that outing Patrick? Am I doxing him? <laughs> That's my new saying. Am I doxing him? Um, so I had a cousin, my cousin Jason, who was uh, one of my you know uh, hardcore players. He was a young guy when he played. Played for many years. Still does play periodically. Um, he had two events that I think were pretty awesome. He had two ideas. Um, I had a cousin who could realize Jason's my cousin. And my family is massive, folks. Joe can verify. I have 12 aunts and uncles. One of my uncles has 12 children. I have well over 250 cousins and first and second cousins that we get together regularly and we do stuff. In fact, in June, family reunion, I'm fairly close with most of them. And a bunch of them show up. But anyway, Jason, my first cousin, uh, he was, you know, 16, 17. We were playing D&D and we spent the night at someone's, I think my grandmother's house, and we woke up in the morning and we left, I had left, we called it the D&D box. Remember the box, Joe? Yep, yep, First the milk mission, crate. The D&D box is the, the crate, because so Joe and I being the oldest, and we had youngers in the group, every time someone new came in, their job was to- Carry the box. Carry the box, because we would go down the street or go wherever to play friends, and it's a heavy box. I had all my first edition books, all the other stuff. And, um, Anyway, just all the basically all the D&D stuff that we owned. A few folks had players' handbooks and other things Joe did. And so anyway, we woke up, and my aunt had dropped a chick track in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was, of course, the infamous Dark Dungeons. Dark Dungeons. Joe has put the link into Dark Dungeons. You need to read that if you never have. Chick tracks. Is a, I would check out chick tracks in general. Um, I won't say chick is 100% wrong on everything. Uh, but I will say that on this one, he was lost. He was yes. upside down, totally confused, no idea. Um, oh, wow. Look at this. Mark Markham, my parents didn't care. Some of my friends' parents actually consecrated his books the way a priest may do a haunted house in the Amityville Horror. Dude! <laughs> Let's see here. Patrick, I spent 45 minutes talking to the dean about D&D. From then on, as long as it didn't interfere with our social lives or grades, they didn't care. Ooh, were you a more progressive Lutheran school? <laughs> but um, That's a, that's a um, oh, what is it called? There's a Lutheran branch that's way progressive. They're not really Lutheran. Who's They're that? Just, it's just in name only. Who's, who's way progressive? There is a, there's whiskey... Missouri synods, yeah, and then there's a third branch, mm -hmm. and they're very progressive. And for some reason, they still hold on to the name Lutheran, even though it's. I think it's this one. It's weird. Elka. The weirdos. Elka, I think, is the one. Yeah, that's the synod. Um, yeah. Joe, can I ask if you don't mind sharing? Do you consider yourself a Lutheran now or not? Um, I've been going to a Lutheran church for. As long as I've been married to uh, Jenny, so. right? Well, she's looking it's close. It's close yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a questionable thing. Um, Chick Tracks is so anti-Catholic they think demons and devils swirl around the Pope. That keeps the hatred of three hundred years ago alive. Yeah, uh, we'll go down that road. 
but I do agree that that's a little extreme. Uh, I, I will argue there is one track that I think leads to once he almost seems to always double back to the Catholic Church, but I won't go into that discussion. But I will say this: he does have a scene in one of his tracks where it shows. I remember when I was young, I saw these tracks that our church would have them, and it it had um, uh, men dressing as women, and somebody say, "Hey, man, hey, don't call me a man, I'm a woman." And this was way before we talked about identity politics. We're talking early 80s. He kind of had his finger on the pulse of what was about going to happen in that one scene. It was insane. I remember looking at it and going, that's never going to happen. There aren't going to be men calling themselves women. (laughs) I was just like, yeah. Uh, So anyway, um, so he also, my cousin Jason... I didn't finish my story. So we wake up in the in the dungeon in the dark dungeons tracks in there, and so Jason suggests. Now we didn't do this. That my aunt was coming over for Sunday dinner. Where I'm from, and where we did Sunday dinner was at my grandma's house, and everybody came. So we'd have 30, 40 people every Sunday. Joe could verify that, and we would have them. We'd have chicken or whatever. But he and my one aunt was having kids, lots of babies, and he really wanted to be holding the youngest baby up when she walked in the door, came through the living room with all the books out and us kind of chanting something. I said, I said, we will absolutely not do that. Yeah. Uncle, my uncle would choke us and throw us yeah. out of the house. So he no. was able to. He would have got all of us. He would have killed all of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah we would have zero chance. Um, yeah. But later on, we started doing Gen Con. I'm going to use my cousin Jason again as an example. This was beautiful. I may have mentioned this. This is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. In Wisconsin, we would always go to, oh, gosh, what was the pizza joint that we loved? Oh, there in Milwaukee, in the mall, they had a pizza joint. You guys would know it. It's super good. Not Lou Malnati's, not Chicago Pizza. It was a Chicago branch. Anyway, I can't remember. It was great. Uh, Giordano's Pizza. Oh, thick, awesome pizza. That's how we that's how we knew the con had started. The first night we'd all go eat there. And there was a preacher, a street preacher on the street. And he was saying D's bad, it's the devil. I talked to him and he was a little loopy, but he wasn't he wasn't a horribly bad person, but people were giving him crap. So the second year he went, same thing, some of his minions were there preaching against D. Jason had come prepared. We go in there and then we go back and we head to the open gaming area in the evening around nine o'clock. We're playing D D. Halfway through the game, Jason goes, I got, I got to do something. So this, they used to have an open gaming area, and people were out playing their games. Jason puts on a priestly collar. He has a collared shirt. He gets out a bag, and he goes around, and I hear him yelling at people, you're all going to hell. And he starts throwing these tracks on everybody's tables, and he's starting to piss people off. He's just going around saying, you're going to hell. You're playing D&D. You're going to hell. And it was dark dungeons and people are just about to be ready to get mad. And he starts turning around and going away. And he goes, who do you think you are? And where are you going? And he goes, I got a D&D game to get to. And, turns, <laughs> and he walks over the table and sits down and starts rolling dice. And so everywhere in the, there were several tables just cracked up happened. So um, that was his, that was a really cool kind of screw you to satanic panic. And that was early second edition um, when D&D was around. So there was still the whole, the, the last little bits of demons and devils was kind of a problem. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the biggest the biggest stories that, I, that I've had with um, issues with the satanic panic. And Jason's was funny. Um, 
So nothing else for you, Joe? You didn't have any? I didn't have any personal experiences with the satanic panic. Right. Um, no. So now let's I, I mean, uh, hear about it. Yeah. And um, so much of the entertainment industry and uh, was either taking advantage of the panic because there was lots of devil movies, lots of movies about, you know, possessed people and whatnot. And uh, it was that we had the, the rock and rollers, you know, kind of yeah. saying, if if you're going to say we are, I guess we are. And we're going to step into it and yeah. be uh, bold with it. And uh, you hear snatches of 700 Club. Oh, boy. That and, you know. The 700 Club, I remember a um, a conversation where they were talking about, well, we grabbed all of these Barbie dolls and G.I. Joe dolls and we threw them in the fire because we knew they were demonic. And we were confirmed when they started screaming. Oh, my gosh. That's also said in one of those videos that are on there about burning the books and screams. You yeah. know, backwards masking on records, too. But the yeah. screaming plastic melting dolls, I mean, it didn't <laughs> dawn on them that it was air escaping <laughs> and, and all of that. And so when I heard that, I just, I, I was never into the 700 Club. No. But I heard that. And I'm like, why does anybody listen? These guys are stupid. Well, a lot of times you and I would, we, you know, we were young. We heard the news reports and things. And when we would listen to them, we'd be like, Joe and I would immediately go, that's not how it works. He's already talking. That's not how the game yeah. works. That's not what how it works. About? That's crazy. But um, I think that's, you know, that's how we kind of fought back, right? We yeah. were like, so Jason, you know, he dressed up with the collar. He made fun of it. Uh, you know, we would, you know, you'd have people that the rock and rollers were like, yeah, we're into Satanism. When they really weren't. And so I think maybe um, that was the best way was with was with laughter, with derision. Right. Um, <sighs> um. I wouldn't blame the devil based horror on D and D. That was the big talk and fear at the time. Anything people did not understand was very, very much dark magic in the haze. Yeah. So the satanic panic bled into D and D. It was one of the many uh, industries affected by it. It wasn't um, generated out of D and D. It was just one of the things. Yeah, and, it was one of the cool, cool targets. Oh, this is a great target. Look yeah. at this new game. Three million people are playing this. It's super right. popular. Let's do it. And some industries uh, took advantage of that by making uh, sensational movies, either um, blaming woe, the woes of, of the world on devil-possessed people uh, or uh, just ha having devil-themed horror movies in general. Yeah. I think it just... I think they played into each other yeah. to some degree. And I have to admit, I have a fascination with devil-themed horror movies, demon-themed movies, um, exorcist-style movies, The Exorcist. I, I, I can't, you know, I, I'm more of a horror fan than Joe. Joe finds a lot of them stupid, and I think he's not wrong, but I just kind of let that go. And I just, something about it, you know, fascinates me. Um, I think because deep down as a Christian, I do believe there is a dark force at work in this world. Just there is a force for good. And so it does fascinate me. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Max, that's true. Uh, people see New Age religions and D&D is the same thing because many of the words are similar. Yeah, you say the word and that's what's happened. Now, Max is now Mr. Max Blobin is leaving us now to another path. If we're ready to slip out of the satanic panic, he says, well, I guess with COVID BS, we've seen much worse mass panic. That's a good lead into the other side of this. Not the other side, but another one. Well, there's a, there, the di- here's the difference, yeah. I think. Um, I don't think the moral panic, the satanic panic, was driven by government misinformation. Fair enough. As the COVID BS is. Um, and uh, back then you had concerned citizen do-gooder meddlers mm-hmm. who ended up having some back they got uh, backed with money from various uh, uh, Christian groups um, parents groups and whatnot so they were able to um, segue their attitudes onto um, TV uh, primarily TV they got TV ads and uh, and after school specials and whatnot so oh I think uh, Mar Hawkman's got a good statement here. The part about wokeness that amuses me is that it's often puritanical logic. Bingo. I think that's where Joe and I were hanging. Yeah, puritanical. Which is why the satanic panic happened. Yeah, but it's Mm -hmm. not, and it's not that different because wokeism is a religion. Mm -hmm. Sure Um, is. So what I tried to find is, and I never really did, do you know, when would we say, so now we're leading into the woke invasion, which is, or a woke panic, which is the same sort of thing. They're both kind of a moral panic. Um, when did RPGs start down that slippery slope of virtue signaling, SJW, representation madness? I, couldn't, right. I, I didn't spend as much time on it because I was doing a satanic panic. But do you know when that seemed to start to creep in? Or All right. Times back of- in the day, even way back mm-hmm. uh, when I was still living in Indiana, okay, uh, there were articles. There was at least one article in Dragon Magazine about how pronouns should be – pronoun use should change. In the in the books, because everything is he, and they should throw in some she's there, you know, throw the women a bone. And um, I'm really not certain that that's. I'm really, I'm wondering if that was kind of kind of um, one of many. I didn't maybe didn't read all the articles that may have been like it, but definitely remember reading an article in Drag Magazine about that. But as far as full blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Max may be right. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't know, 20 years? Well, Max and Darren P. both said around 2000, and I agree, Max, it's subtly. I know he's, I don't think he's taking a dig. He's just making a statement around third edition. There were some, I mean, let's. Oh, I don't know if um, getting, uh, it might be considered, might. but it's really, I would say, yeah, if they're calling that. With third, third, edition's edition. not, third edition's not woke, but it does have. I would agree that everybody can be everything. Every class, every race, male or female. I don't remember them trying to use too much with the if you identify as this in the books. Um, Max claims vampire started it. I don't know. Maybe. Once um, he picked it up internally. See, and that's the oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that. Yes, I don't think that uh, Matt, not Matt Mercer, um, Mike Merles didn't yes. suddenly become woke. No, 
he's probably been, you know, like that his whole, you know, for quite a long time. Uh, so internally, yeah, I get what you're saying. Paizo was probably from the beginning. Oh, sure, sure, sure. All their people were pretty much that. James, I forget his name. Some of the others. Um, uh, the point is, right, so uh, there's definitely um, something to that. Because now it's not just you can't say um, devils, demons. It's, that's not it. It's you have to be totally representative. You have to admit that orcs are black people. You have to say that alignments, no one is inherently evil. I would you say, I think I would. I feel like the woke stuff is worse than the satanic panic. Right. Well, see, the satanic panic came was external to the hobby. The no. woke panic is internal to the hobby. So where and and Max had brought this up uh, before the uh, stream started because he wasn't sure how long he could be here. Sure. But essentially, the Satanic Panic was trying to end D and D. Yes. On some level. Yes. It's no good. It should go away. Right. The woke uh, mob wants to and has been largely successful in changing D and D into something else it's and change, with it. yes. yeah so instead of well it's kind of in, in a way it's ended D D. Mm -hmm. the D isn't what it used to be no so right so i think where you had the satanic panic where you had a bunch of concerned citizens sticking their nose in the things that didn't concern them you what what you have with the woke mob is there was probably some external pressure to some degree, but over time, people were hired in, enough people were hired in to change the internal cultures of, uh, internal culture of WotC enough to where they started buying into it largely and openly. Paizo um, was always that. However, they did things a little differently. They, um, they never really came out and said anything uh, from what I understand, most of their um, adventure paths, they always had to tell about this one dude that's gay. Right from Rise of the Rune Lords. They've got a paladin and a bard that are they're a gay couple. And I'm just like, I don't I don't need you to tell me that. Right. I, I literally do not care about that. And me and when you and I, and I, I know I mentioned it online, <clears throat> some of the people in our group, and I played we played Pathfinder, we've said that for a long time, and that always rankled me. But I didn't let it stop me. Uh, but I also didn't see the writing on the wall. I didn't realize where it was going. And I think the subtleness of, oh, gosh, who said this statement? Dorothea said, nothing is truly unique by design, which is kind of the mantra now, did start. And I don't, I mean, do, do we think, I don't, um, uh, I don't know what's going on here. Fresh news, 227. Satanic members, come on now. Yeah, we're really coming on. We're serious. You're, you're, yeah. You if think, you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, and if you don't think that's true, you're nuts. And you can stay yeah. here, and you can debate it, but you're wrong. Yeah. So anyway, um, so uh, absolutely, it is a it is a, a push to control, uh, control things and force people to think a certain way, just like Satanic Panic was. But I think... Um, Darth's statement did begin probably in third edition, but it was subtle. I don't know if I believe 
I don't know if I believe that the designers were like, look, we're heading down this path with third edition. I don't know if I believe that. I think it's just a game they wanted to make. They made some rules. And as people commented, hey, can I be anything? Yeah. Um, go ahead. What did Patrick say? Patrick says the Satanic Panic wanted to destroy the hobby. The woke yeah. mob wants to take it for their own. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, the similarities are that there there is a demanded purity test, you know, with the Satanic yeah. There were all these things they, they said, because X, Y, and Z... These X, Y, and Z makes D&D demonic. The woke people say because of certain factors, all the problematic history, um, orcs, all these things make D&D problematic. Therefore, we must expunge all these things and make it different. So oh, you, you don't make orcs evil. Orcs can be whatever, just like humans because orcs are people too um i want to respond here fresh news 247 and yeah good he said i was held hostage to satan and his and his followers for five years it's not a fun t- fun time absolutely i would argue mr fresh news and i'm not trying to be a butthole but at first i thought you were being kind of silly with your statement um i will say this much and this is my religious beliefs coming through take it or leave it i don't care it's what i believe we're all held hostage to satan if you don't know christ you are whether you admit it or not that's my belief that's my belief, folks, because I believe Satan runs this world. He's the prince of the world. And so you are. Now, Mr. Fresh News may be a more serious thing. I, I mean, look, guys, I believe there's spiritual powers at work in the world. I do. And dark ones. So, yeah, I'm sorry if that's the case. I hope you found Christ. I hope that's what saved you. So, um, yeah. So I'm glad you clarified. And I think you're, I think what he's saying maybe is his experience, which is as real as anybody else's. A man with an experience is not at the mercy with a man of a, with an argument. Um I think that his experience could be real, and I can understand why he might think the wokeness doesn't bother him. But I will say this. I think Cat 5, glad you joined us, it is much more insidious. Yeah. Because the the satanic panic was an overt thing. So, um, (laughs) um, okay, this is weird. Maybe I'm going down a dangerous path. Fresh News says, wasn't just d d the people who held me hostage were massive matches together? Okay, so you're talking about people who played those games who did that to you. Okay, your experience could be real. I don't think that defense, that does not make D&D evil or Magic the Gathering evil. It makes those people evil. Those people um, did bad things. Um, and game didn't tell them to do it. So no, no, that's just them. And it might have been a tool that they used to manipulate people. I'm not saying it wasn't. They could choose it. I could use lots of tools to manipulate people. I mean, I can use statistics to manipulate the living crap out of people and we oh. do it every day. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, fresh, fresh news, I feel for you, buddy. If it was a horrible experience, sounds like it was heinous, yeah. that's fine. But I fully think this woke, woke stuff is, in, in essence, more satanic than what they said D&D was. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. satanic. Yeah. Do what you will. Identify how you want. Reality is not truth. Truth is men, men can become women, women can become men. Yeah. Men and, can have babies. Yeah, all that stuff more insidious. And Max says satanic panic tried to burn it at the stake but couldn't quite ke- catch everyone. The woke panic or invasion killed D through cancer. Watching D is a D D is a doppelganger, don't agree. Actual D D and much of the hobby is dead. Fair enough. Um Yeah, the the hobby 
as practiced through Wizards of the Coast and and Paizo, are directed in a much more, um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the um, simile I made um, a a while back. Uh, It's like, um, it's a demented adult version of the, um, what are the, the ponies? My Little Pony? My Little Pony, but at the adult version. Oh, bro, bronies? No, the adult version. Adult Not bronies, just it's, uh, it's you know, with all the sexual talk and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Tim Scott says he could lure you into his van with candy. That's true. You can use anything you want. And Max says he's in. Get ready. Get ready, Tim. You got Max, dude. Kidnap him. Bring him to our next game. Sweet. Candy mm-hmm. is the lure, Joe. You're right. But yeah, um... Yeah, I think that's I think that's something that's that's definitely true. I don't I don't think I don't think third edition D and D by rules. I don't think fourth edition D and D by rules. I don't think fifth edition D and D by the rules, the mechanics, are quote unquote a problem. You can play that game very unwoke. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. But they are hinting at things. I don't think third edition meant to. If someone was in Watsi and was insidiously designing. Monty Cook, Skip Williams, or uh, Jonathan Tweet, which at least two of those uh, might be pretty woke. <laughs> if they insidiously said, ooh, this is our plan to turn D&D away from D&D, um, I don't think that was the case. I think they thought they were making a good game. And I still think their edition at core is a good game. But I, I, I agree that you can see some problems lead, leading into right. it. I don't think fourth edition had a lot of it in there. I just think fourth edition was not my kind of D and D game. Fifth edition, they are living it, dude. Sure, they are loving it. They're putting it in it, even though the game mechanics, the core mechanics, are not quote unquote woke. You could play human. No, no, it's the lore. Yeah, it's, it's the, the lore. tone. It's what um, they they're in their messaging. The, the 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 base game isn't. I mean, it's just it's just game rules. Yeah, and you I can like, like or dislike it. And you can say it's yeah. not D and D. You can say it is D and D, and that's fine. You have your opinion, and I see Max's point. I do. It doesn't feel like TSR D and D. Um, <laughs> For he doesn't insist. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, yes. Now I would like to. Okay, now now this is okay. Fresh news. Okay. Co- co- says correlation is not causality. He used host D&D games. He used them to find, okay, fine, fair enough. Young people like games. It could have been checkers. Yeah. So, seems like fresh news is on the satanic panic side of things. Oh, Yippee. Pat, oh, what is? Well, it's okay. I mean, look, fresh news is, sounds like he's been scarred or she's been scarred. And you know what? I'll extend some grace. Okay? I'll extend some grace. Um, but, Patrick, um, I never, he, this hurts me. I never cared for Skip Williams. He really pushed the pronoun. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe the third edition guys were all super woke. Um, or maybe, but I don't think they built the game from that viewpoint. Do you, Joe? What's that? You, you don't, I don't think, I don't think the game was built third or fourth with, dude, we're going to make uh, a super woke game. We're going to, you know, build up. It didn't seem like that. That's why I think um, Legion was saying, yeah. was saying it was subtle. So yes. elements of their worldview uh, started creeping in, in in third edition. And uh, ele- uh, elements of the satanic panic made their way into second edition 
uh, in a different way. Fresh News says, I'm on. Oh, okay. well, that's cool. Then. Playing D&D, I wouldn't mind. Just depends on who will. Fair enough. And your experience, experience, again, let me say that again. I'm trying to remember who said this, but, you know, a man with an experience, a person with an experience is not at the, at the mercy of a man with an argument. That's a fact. So his experience could be very different, and that's fine. And that's cool that he thinks that. So he's he's just saying from, I, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth. I think he's saying from him, the satanic stuff that got around D&D got, got to him, you know, he got some around some bad people, so it's it hits a nerve. Oh, I've met some weird. people. Oh, dude, to be fair, yeah, brother, I've met some weird D and D people. Were you the guy that met the ninja dude in the military, or was that our other? Yeah, friend? he wasn't a D and D guy though. Oh, okay. He was just a crazy person who had a ninja outfit and wanted, and when it got dark out, he wanted to run around in it. Oh, it didn't have anything to do with D and D. It had to do with him being not so. Was it you or someone else that he actually surprised? I think it was my other buddy had someone that was into it. Maybe it wasn't you that had a guy that was standing by the urinal and he didn't notice till he said hello <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> so he's no, like, he goes, no, that yeah. wasn't me. Someone else mentioned that. He said, and dude was like, he was a ninja. And I was like, whatever. And then he did that. And I said, maybe you are. <laughs> okay, fresh news. Cool, baby. Um, 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 yeah, so wokeness. Did you? What do you think of the article by Barry Weiss? She's that was a, gen, a general purpose article yeah. about the the woke culture that's really in a lot of industries. How do we uh, fight back? Right. Right. So, and um, the the end of that article. Let's see if I can. Uh, where is that? Tim Weiss. Yeah. The end of that article. Use your capital to build original, interesting, and generative things right now. Yes. Okay, so um, make like-minded friends. So that's gatekeeping. It is. Right? Yeah. Um, trust your own eyes and ears. Don't let other people tell you what's what. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And just follow them blindly. And worship God more than Yale. I like that one. That's funny. <laughs> you know, she's a um, she is a liberal. She used to... God, I think she used to be a big writer for the New York Post, and she just saw the writing on the wall and got out. She was a she's a true liberal in the sense that she wants freedom of expression and con and discussion of ideas. She's not a progressive, um, and it's fascinating to me that I think she hit it in that last one about when you have good ideas. That spoke to me today. Patrick can confirm. Um, I got um, one of my, I mentioned earlier, when my Indiegogo comics came in, I got two issues of First Man by Andy Smith, a superhero thing. And my wife saw it. I'm going to pump my boy Patrick up here. And she said, Patrick could draw better than that. She, she, no, he, no, she said, Patrick could draw circles around this guy. And I said, really? I said, you know, maybe I, you know, I know comic books really well. Patrick knows Doctor Strange, but I know comic books. I was like, I wonder if I, and I told Patrick, what if in my retirement, and I wrote a comic and you illustrated it. I think that would be awesome. Now, I don't know if I can do a good job. Patrick's got an English background and his in a degree. He might be able to even write better than I know, better than me for sure. But it would be interesting to do that. And that idea and the idea that, you know, you mentioned this to me, Joe, because I have a lot of I have a lot of a lot of ideas and personal opinions on education today as an educator yeah. for 30 years. And Joe's like, why don't you start your own quote unquote school on the internet? and teach certain things and whether it be internet or not, I feel like that might be a direction I go. I may try to build a school that doesn't, you know, conform 
the things that are out there. Because I think there's a lot of parents, especially after the COVID bullcrap, have learned what our education system is like. And there's a market for that. Right. So, but that's just that that spoke to me. Right. And so, right. And I I get that. Make your own thing. And uh, if you can't find a good thing to do, make your own. That, yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, That's a good idea, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So I thought Barry had some good points there. That's a way to fight back at some of that stuff. I think, um, I thought it was interesting that she was big on the, you know, um, um, what is it? Big on the gatekeeping, even though she didn't use that word. That kind of surprised me. Right. So if you don't like it, leave it. And these are the things that we said about, about uh, brands here. Yeah. Um, if you don't like Wizards of the Coast as a company, Wizards of the Coast is not market to us, then you don't don't buy their stuff. Do your own thing. Find companies that um, are marketing to you and do good quality work. Yeah. Just because it's not woke doesn't mean it's good. No, no, no. Right. So, Yes. I agree with Max. <clears throat> and Fresh News 247, RPG gate, escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, natural inclusion, not forced diversity, play with anyone who wants to play the way you do and have fun. I added the way you do. Yeah. Editorialized yeah. on the fly. Yeah, I did that. Look at me. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I will further editorialize that. Oh, let's put it back up. We're going to editorialize Max. You better well, get no, I'm editorializing you. So, um, find people that you can play with that um, your play style meshes with. They don't have to be identical. No, they we're not. Have to mesh. When everybody sits down, they should all mesh. So I might be a little more aggressive, seeking the the plot and and pushing the the game forward. Other people might be a, a little more timid but they don't care that I'm a little more aggressive and I don't care that they're timid within the game. They just, they follow along. I push forward. Um, Other people will um, fit in between there. Um, Some people might be even more aggressive and then that'll be, that'll be more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, like Joe and I, I mean, we usually play together because we really are. um, We think a lot alike. We're like, I would say we're 90 maybe 95% straight down the line in agreement. Though Joe, you know, is wrong in about 10% of the stuff, and I have to fix him on that. But other than that, we work out pretty well. <laughs> your your uh, status as uh, co-host here is... It's on the edge? On the edge, on the edge. Joe, private message. Anyone interested in being a co-host of Biggest Geek Kiss? This may be Randy's last show. Joe <laughs> was secretly typing. So... <laughs> oh, Patrick had a funny one. Look at this. I once had the bank try to sell me D and D insurance. I was oh. disappointed to discover he was selling death and dismembered insurance, not Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, who responded? Was it Darren? No, hold on. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Yeah. And Patrick, I saw AD and D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, fresh news, you know, um, he says he doesn't play D&D. With your experience, it may be off the table. He mentioned about being okay with, with his kids or she. Her, I don't know um, your preferred uh, 
on the preferred pronoun. I don't know if you're a guy, a guy or a girl. It's cool. Um, but I'm just saying that um, I understand. Uh, an experience like his, which could be really bad, could put you off role playing. Understand. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Um, so, right. So the, the moral panic we're dealing with now yeah. is internal. Yes. It's pointing at the history of D&D as uh, problematic because it was made by a bunch of white dudes in middle America, the fl- one of the flyover states that they call it these days. And um, so everything about it uh, is problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Oriental Adventures being problematic because, according to some people, you know, it was made uh, by white dudes. And what do they know about the Orient, even though... Uh, the credits are filled with Asian names. So mm-hmm. it was not made uh, in a in a vacuum, just some white dude. Even if it was, who cares? Mm-hmm. Oriental Adventures, um, Al-Qadim, um, there, there, I don't know if there was anything other, any other uh, ethnic uh, type books back in the day, but those two have been targeted as problematic. Um, and anything that gives a race in D&D an essence is problematic. So if if uh, orcs are essentially evil, it's a code for them being black. Yep. Uh, with goblins, people talk about mongrel men being code for the other and somehow code for uh, black people as well. Who knows? It's all, it's all, oh, Mastica. Yes, Mastica was, um, was uh, C- Central South American themed. And it was uh, cool stuff as well. And um, so all of that got targeted. Um, as well as the folks um, using all kinds of the intersectional, um, quote unquote, logic and as a lens to deconstruct D&D and remove its colonial roots and its uh, white uh, roots in colonialism, white supremacy, misogyny, um, every ist and phobe you can think of. So it had to be cleansed. And, and, um, and that's what's going on now. And uh, with Wizards of the Coast, uh, especially, Paizo, I think to a lesser, actual lesser extent, initially with their second edition, they wanted to tell you how to play games at your table with respect to you have to include all these categories of people in your game or, you're, or you can't play. I mean, that was one of the, that was an early release of the rules and they ended up taking that out. But um, the woke part of Paizo um, was more in their lore and more in Oh yeah, insinuation more than anything else. They, I mean, they've had their iconic folks. Uh, there's one of them that because they shape change, it represents trans people somehow, which is stupid. Right. And um, apparently, shape changers, and this is in comic books. Apparently, shape changers in comic books are trans people too. Yeah, this is a good point too by Mark because there's a little discussion going on about trans and who plays D and D. News fresh brought up the idea that he seems like a lot of D and D is considered uh, being played when he goes to game stores, I assume, by queers, like punks played it before. And when he says queers, I'm assuming the definition, which I posted in the chat, uh, 
queer being uh, from deviation from what is uh, what is expected or normal, odd or conventional, eccentric. And it could be gay or whatever. It's fine because he, he's mostly true. Um, it's mostly true that, you know, the, the weirdos are coming out. And um, whether you think they're weird or not, they are. And that's how they play. That's what 5E is about. It's drawing it in. It's about representation. And people are being drawn to it. Now, when I played back in the 80s, I played in college. I had a lot of homosexual friends that played. I had a lot of people that were, you know, identified all kinds of weird ways. We didn't use that terminology, but they did. And as long as they weren't trying to say, Randy, you're horrible because of this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't really care. And Mark Markin makes a good point to that. I never ask about the in real life lifestyles of people who want to play with me as long as they don't want to push their agenda on me. Online, my whole group could be gender fluid furries and I'd never know. Yeah, and that's the way I like it. Mm-hmm. Joe, you mentioned last week about having a little decorum and we used to be a discretion. little discretion. Keep people are they're discreet. Being discreet is just not part of the culture anymore. Everybody has to tell everybody else, you know, their sexual orientation yeah. and all, what they, you know, all the things that they do. They got to share. It's, we are an oversharing culture. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And back when we were young in our 20s, I mean, Joe was a king size player. I didn't want to hear about his little at conquest and stuff. I said, keep it to yourself, dude. Mac Daddy. <laughs> but, you know, some people, they got to do what they got to do. So, um, wow. So let's, let's kind of, so I think we're in agreement. We think woke, woke stuff's worse because it's almost, it's too insidious not to be worse. They are different and we fight them and I think we can fight them in similar ways in the sense that we can be short of what very wise lists, which are great practical ways. I think the whole point of just being derisive and saying, no, I'm not going to follow your your little wokeitude and I have no time for that crap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, for those of us who this, uh, the current state of the hobby isn't marketed we just do our own thing yeah yeah speaking of that you feel like we're done you want to slide into uh the last topic do you want to do segment three it is 908 i think we can do a yeah we can do we can do that you want to share some with the folks what they should be doing right now though yes i will share i will do that they need to know some stuff as we train Sharing. yeah subscribe baby Hit yes love us yeah we um please yeah subscribe like comment share with your friends the show oh dude i agree with darren i would really like some of this white privilege yeah what's it like yeah yeah and you know all of this talk that we just got through having about the uh, end of our hobby Mm -hmm. uh, uh according to some you know, this is just a sign of our white privilege. <laughs> Dude. Look, I got news for you. I was, I'm, I grew up, we, we lived with my grandmother for many years. Joe knows that. Joe, my partner, this way, whoops, that way, he was, uh, he was even worse off, dude. I mean, I'm not going to tell a story, but it was tough. Joe lived in a tough place. So I don't want to hear about people that, oh, because I'm a person of color, I have this. There are plenty of people of color that live better than you and me mm-hmm. back then, even. So I don't want to yes. hear it. 
you know, everybody were, you know, we have some folks that were economically disadvantaged. I was lucky to have some help. Joe had less, so he had to work a little harder, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, we all have things we have to overcome, but don't don't act like because it's color of my skin, I'm privileged. Shut up. Right. With the 1840s, get over yourself. And the whole person of color mantra, we all have a color. Black, white. Yeah. Yeah. We all have a color to our skin. I'm not transparent. When I go outside, I'm kind of turn red because I'm, yeah. Okay, but you talked about, um, let's transition to segment three. Segment three. We are playing in the mud. It's been in my mind. Uh, and I haven't done much about it, but it's been on my, my mind. Um, our, and I kind of want to, this is going to be kind of a, just a talk to my buddy here, and you guys can chime in if you want. Uh, setting is going to motivate rules, right? I think so. I mean, I unless so. you want generic. The, 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 if you want generic rules and the, this, um, gen- and the rules, I mean, I guess you can make rules that aren't generic by making them very different, but we, um, I think we'd be hard pressed to reinvent the wheel to such a degree that the rules themselves are unique enough to say, Hey, we got this new rule set that nobody else has. I mean, yeah, I don't think <laughs> you can try, but I, I don't feel like I have, I'm not sure if I'm inspired enough to think of a new, if it comes along, great. If a new mechanic, I think our best bet is to run a D 20, create a D 20 ish style game probably because you and I like that. Not everybody does what we do. And I think having said that, other than that, that's the only rule I want to say we're probably going to be doing because we're going to be comfortable with it. If during creation we go, well, this kid, here's a cool thing in the setting. We can't emulate that with a cool skill check. What if we did this? And who knows? It might open our eyes to, wow, this mechanic may be more robust than we realize. Hmm. We may here. We, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm not thinking mechanics because I'm thinking D20. And the stuff we've written is all over the place. The bits of when we did a little bit of work, I did a lot of writing for Mudsword 1.0 when we were basing it loosely off um, OD&D or Swords and Wizardry, very loosely. And I think that, back back me, and I think, I don't think I was fully satisfied with that. And I think because I didn't fully go from, I want to do more setting and maybe you think may be good for us to work on the setting and just grab a rule set and play it in the setting and not worry as much about rules, even though you and I are leaning a little bit toward 3X again, it's back in our forefront. So we could do a strip down 3X if we wanted to. But part of me would like to just say, let's grab a rule set and play and let our setting develop and see what happens. Things we like and things we don't like. Yeah, I think, um, I think we start, yeah, so to your point with setting, I think starting there yeah, and providing a unique setting, mm-hmm. I think that is probably something more interesting to people. Yeah. It may not, but I think it is a lot more interesting to have a setting that's different than a generic fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Still fantasy. I would lean to more, more towards sword and sorcery than, than medieval. We have a lot of that already. We have a lot of sword and sorcery too, but it's it's more more to my taste, I think. Yeah, I know I know Mr. Max over at Legion of Myth, Forbidden Lands. Yes, yes, yes. Drink. Yeah, I would love to play that. He has to drink with Forbidden Lands now. Isn't isn't that uh, isn't that the drinking game? Earth Dawn's his drinking. Earth Dawn. 
That's true. He does like he does like Forbidden Lands, but he's he's in love with Earthstone. Um, I don't think I am, but I don't think I dislike it. I like Earthstone. Yeah, Earthstone. Um, what? Um, so do you, so yeah. Maybe, and so my my last question is not really relevant then, because I'm not sure whatever we can just go. We we um, so I think I need to get busy on some of the setting. I do think yours is broad enough that I can. What I notice is when you send me stuff in Google Docs. Your ideas for setting are broad, though it though it shows a theme. And I know you like the idea of less is more. So yeah, so you have a theme. You hit the high points on an on an initial release. I know some people like six hundred page books with lots of detail for their settings mm-hmm. because they don't want to make anything up. And I get that. Uh, other people would rather have a light touch, more of a gazetteer type of yeah. uh, situation, which is, um, I think for us, would be a better way to start. We Probably could, start, because, and I think once I'm once I'm DMing again, which won't be long, the details will fill in itself. Because when I start right. DMing, it's not going to be broad, because you know how I'm, I'm going to get in there and go, here's a, here's a thing, and I'm going to make it a thing. It's going to happen. Um, and But we can decide once I do, I'm more than happy to discuss whether it's good or not. It's just an idea that I have while we're playing. And we can discuss whether we want to put that in there or not. I, I think if we get too broad, you leave, you lose uniqueness. The only, and I'll use 13th Age as, as the as discussion point for that. I think it's got a lot of cool ideas, as we mentioned before. Um, but I think it's kind of blah. Because it's just a whole bunch of random crap. Yes. I mean, I, on a whole... You kind of look at 13th Age and go, holy crap, how can all this stuff be happening? Right. You know, and then on the other hand, you're like, oh, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat. I mean, I could literally say everything I've read, almost every idea they have in their setting part of the book, I love. But it's too much. Right. And It's, it's not, another kitchen sink type setting. And it's not cohesive. Right. And so I think we can be broad for us initially, but we have to dig in. And I don't want to go Dragonlance. I don't want to have this one story that tells the whole that tells everything. No, um, no. So I think the, um, broadly speaking, you have, um, it's more of a points of light, less, it's more of a points of light setting mm-hmm. and less uh, cosmopolitan. Yes. Like most, a lot of settings want to be these days. Lots of, lots of cities, lots of villages, lots of civilization, um, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I think... I, but so, points of light. Yeah, but I, I think if, if you got to be careful with that. Broad strokes can be bland. And so I think we can say, here's the setting, and it can be broad. And then when we write, when I write an adventure, or you write an adventure, or you write a little story, then we dig in. And so sure, sure. And we can also qualify, say, this is how we think about it. Right. Right. So points of light gives it lots of room for um, there to be all kinds of things out there that aren't known broadly. So you can have um, a few large uh, cities, lots of towns, some villages, and then lots of space in between. And then in that space, you have ruins, you have hideouts, you have places where monsters um, concentrate because civilization, you could just say the nature of civilization itself 
keeps monsters at bay because civilization is order and order repels a lot of the chaos of the of monsterhood monster dumb right and that and that'll be great in our gazetteer and then when i dig into these ruins on an adventure all of a sudden that old keep was once a great monastery run by the dark brotherhood right and then i start digging into who they were they were followers of followers of darkness they worshiped in an act enigmatic being called whatever and then here we go and then i can fill that out and of course if we publish it we can say you know and we can have a little statement in that says this is our version of Hymir, you know so we'll see what happens yeah but i think we have to dig in and in play that's what i want to happen and when i when i run because i'll probably do most of the running i want you and other people to go randy that was fun, or it was okay, or it wasn't fun. And in particular, I thought this idea was good, or this idea seemed a little weird. It right. It seemed to fit. And I'll be, you know, then I'll be, I'll cry, and I'll say, you're right, and I'll go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Boy, our, our, our discussion is, uh, they are down in the weeds on the wokeitude. Right. All right, though. Go on, baby. Do your thing. Um, right. Anything that was on, that's, that's on your mind about Mudsworth? Because, you know, we've kind of taken a bit of a hiatus from it. Well, I've been, we, we went to cabin con and then I was sick right afterwards. And yeah. uh, it's taken, it's taken a long time for me to be motivated even to just get into my computer. <laughs> I wish I was writing, but I'm just thinking about it. Right. And I need to get back into it. And I know part of it is too, I'm highly motivated to play uh, some D and D. Oh, let me show you this dude. while we're here. People that are listening will not appreciate this, but those that are watching, right? This is that Andy Smith first man comic. That I okay cool. That's and it's if you look, it might be hard to see. It's issue. I don't think it's issue one point two. Oh, which I believe was the second printing was kind of interesting because I actually got in on issue two, first man, and it's a superhero story that doesn't you know shy away from stuff as far as you know doesn't try to be super woke. I, I don't believe. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm glad some of my some of my Indiegogo projects are coming in, and I can't wait for my next Graham Nolan because his stuff is boss. I should let you borrow some of his stories. You would love them, especially when the two-fisted manly tales comes out soon. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to uh, read a couple of yours before I uh, sure. uh, sink so, any money into it. Yeah, because these aren't cheap. I mean, these are like, you know, $30 books because they just, they got to do it themselves, right? They can't give you a, but they're thick. I mean, look, they're not like a little, they're not a 32 page. They're like a 60 page, you know. Oh, that's cool. Novel. Yeah, but I mean, they're not, you know, it's, you know, it's a lot to lay down for a book when you could buy the same thing probably for $15 at Walden Books or $16, but you're supporting people who don't hate you. Correct. Um, so you've read them already? I have not. I just got them. So well, I, let me know. Yes. I've because got another thing about comics is there's lots of um, ads and junk in there as well. Oh, well, hold on then. Let me do a little exploration. I love this little sticker. Uh, Andy uses astonishing, astonishing comics. I don't know if you can astonishing comics. It puts a little sticker on the back of the plastic, which okay. I really, really like. That that's just easy for opening and shutting. But I don't believe we're going to have ad fest. This will impress you. Yes, Joseph. There are literally none. Good no deal. Ad. Except for the beginning, tells who it is. Not an ad. But the that's book, not an ad. No. There is no ads. 
It's all story, dude. Good deal. So that's that's a beautiful thing. And I've found that to be true in my Kickstarter books because, well, they're not supported by a lot of the media and people that would normally support them. So, you know, they don't have to pay their they don't have to pay for advertising. That's not their thing. They're doing this themselves. Right. Uh, and I think Ethan Van Skyver, while I'm kind of okay with Cyberfrog, about the big thick Cyberfrog. It's it's pretty good. It's a little Deadpoolish. I'd mentioned once before, but um, I don't think it's something. I don't know. I'll probably support him because I just like the dude. So okay, well, to each his own. I mean, if if you like the comic, the comic I like. I don't love. Okay. I'm waiting. Uh, for, I'm waiting for a superhero comic I love. So I'm hoping this will be one of them. Oh, that's cool, Green Apple. No ads in any of the Comicscape books. That's good. Nice. Yes, me too. And I've got you paying for stories, not more sales presentations. Truth. And I did get my Ascension um, All-Star Squadron um, comic book. Who's the guy? I got the PDF from the guy that's doing the Ascension role-playing game, superhero role-playing game. And I've got the PDF and it's good. It's really good. And I haven't got the paperback, so when I get the paperback, I'll let you borrow that because I've already read it, and it was really okay. good. You like so, the Ascension system? I, no, I've got the comic book. It's a comic book. Right, right, right. 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 Well, role-playing game book has not been delivered yet because I, I ordered the second edition because I didn't want to pay extra money for the first. So and I have not quite completely caught up on um, on Eric July. I, got, I fell behind. I'm about four episodes behind. Yeah. So – I don't know how far caught up you are. He's still in process, but getting close. I hope he does because I, I do hear some people, and this is detractors, saying you haven't made anything yet, man. Why don't you make something? So I hope he doesn't end up not getting it made. I don't think he will. I think well, he's he, he has gotten it made. It just, oh. he, it's, it's just he. Um, the last I heard, I'm four episodes behind, mm-hmm. he's got his um, – <clears throat> He's got his warehouse set up. He just needs to get the racking system set up so that he can order the comics, have them delivered, and have some organiz- have has the organization in place for them to be in the warehouse and ready for fulfillment. Okay. Oh, I need to follow his Facebook page, I think, because I really want to get um, into that. Yes, uh, Legion of Myth, Eric July... Uh, got kicked off of PayPal, but he got reinstated. Why did he get kicked off? Because because some automated system likely was kicked off by one of his um, haters or um, several of them, okay. most likely. Um, someone like him, he's very outspoken, against the grain, yep. um, kind of f- a fella. So uh, definitely against the whole woke tide. And um, so folks like him get caught up, even though he's a black fella, and they're supposed to support black people. Uh, he's not the, the right kind of black person. No, he's the wrong black person. He's with, yeah. you know, I saw an old video of his. He said he used to be a leftist, but he's not so much now. Yeah, way back in the day when well, he was in college. Green Apple, um, I kind of agree, but I feel like I understand. He's going to tell superhero stories, which is why I'm excited. Um, he doesn't know any details. And honestly, look, I'm a different cat. Um Green Apple says, I wish Eric July would tell us what the comic books are about already. I don't know anything about them. Fair enough. He's told me they're superheroes. He's not going to be being woke to. He's going to be cool. His own universe. He's, he's not, not leading with identity. Nope. And he's not um, into the multiverse, so we don't expect a lot of multiverse shenanigans, um, But which I, I'm fine with. 
People aren't, but I'm fine with it in general. Uh, but having said that, I want some good superhero comics because all my superheroes that I love are done. I can't read them anymore. I mean, all I can do is get old comics, which is fine. I've been thinking about pulling my, you know, multiple long boxes out and doing some old reading of Batman. And I might start filling in some of the blanks that I have. I never thought I'd want to do that, but I might and go buy the old ones if they're not too outrageously priced. Um, I would guess that the main character is a brawler. Yes, probably. I'm, uh, just listening to him talk mm-hmm. and what his favorite types of superheroes are. He likes the bat. He liked the bat. And he likes brawlers. So yeah, the guy's probably going to be a super-powered brawler of some kind. He's mm-hmm. going to have others. He's got other characters in this universe. But, um, now, you said I mean, he's I'm, ghost-written comics in the past? He's ghost-written. I don't know about comics, but he has oh, ghost-written. He okay. was a go- he's uh, been a ghost-writer. I don't know how, how long it's been since he's done this last project. And because he's a ghostwriter, um, he doesn't get credit. He just gets paid. Right, Mar, Mar Hawkman. Yeah, you can get people banned on PayPal by mass reporting for fraud. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, and Green Apple says, I hope they are good. I'll probably, yeah, I'm buying the first one unless the art just looks like utter dog poop, but I can't imagine that it will. And well, I will he said he went through a lot of... Um, yeah, um, a lot to to find good art. Yeah. He had he had um, essentially he announced it on his channel and he said, yeah, submit it here. And he said he didn't like almost any of it. Well, he missed he, out. You know, he, if he wanted to save some money, he should have hired our boy Patrick. <laughs> some good art. But I know he probably wants a different style. Patrick's got his own unique style. Um, and it's not, um, you know, always standard superhero on this. But yeah. I think it's really good. I enjoy it. But I'm biased. He's one of my buds. Especially the late last T-shirt. Hopefully uh, the reprints uh, are as yeah. good. Yeah, mine. Oh, Patrick, mine got washed and it's dog poop. So, and I did it inside out just like we tried. And I said I was going to try it. It didn't come out. It got ruined. The thing is, but they're cool. That company's cool. They're replacing mm-hmm. them all. So you can't beat that with a stick, man. People stand by their, stand by the work. All right. Oh, Max is heading out. That's interesting. So we, we probably should wrap this up too. Yeah. Just heading out. Have a good weekend. Um, great rest of the stream. We're, we're about done. Yeah, we are about done. Take it easy, Max. Yes, as far as um, setting, so with playing in the mud, setting, we start with setting, yes. I think. That informs the rules to a degree, and then it becomes kind of a back and forth where they, some setting, some setting informs rules, some rules inform setting, and, and then at some point we'll at some point we'll be able to um, just um, have a workflow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna, that's going to be a good thing, and I think our Google Doc will work, and it'll be all right. So I'm pretty pumped. You ready about Boogie on out of here, man? We are. Yes. Uh, you, anything else from you? I don't think so, other than I'm ready to play some games, man. I want to. I think I'm feeling the itch, dude. I'm ready to. I'm getting to where I want to run a campaign. It's going to happen. Yeah, Patrick, you have my vote, brother. Yes. Trying to, say, trying to say he's passable. I wish I was that passable. I would take. So I, yeah. And yes, passable plus. Passable plus, dude. Like, All right. Like so if there's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If there's nothing else, if you'd like to support the show, please like, subscribe, and share where you are listening or viewing the show. Also, it'd be cool to get. Uh, if you want to review it on um, on the audio podcast side, whoever's listening, yeah. some reviews would be cool, um, and all that. 
we do release the audio uh, for our podcast, uh, for our live stream, our YouTube show. We do release the audio in podcast form uh, through um, through Anchor, and it's distributed to, to this. It's distributed to everywhere you get your podcast. Um, you can support us monetarily at PayPal, uh, paypal.me slash biggestgeekus, Streamlabs uh, at uh, streamlabs.com slash biggestgeekus1, the number one, slash tip, anchor, uh, anchor.fm slash biggestgeekus. There will be a way for you to uh, donate to us there. Um, and thank you to our two donators, okay. uh, Patrick, who's been on tonight uh, in the mm-hmm. chat, and uh, we have a monthly from him and from Arn Man. Dude, Arn Man, dude, he got, he's still helping us out. What a good dude! He's still helping us out. So See thank why you like to Patrick both. so much because he pays us. If you become pay me, part of our crew, if you pay me, I will like you. Yes, <laughs> it, it's it's funny how it works that way. It is funny. <laughs> yes, and we are on the web on our uh, we have a website biggestgeekestpodcast dot com. Uh, it needs improvement, but um, we probably need some money to improve it. So um, it's functional. It works. It does. Uh, you can email us for, with questions and comments, concerns, Please suggestions. Do. If you have any any ideas for topics you want uh, to send our way, send it to us via email at the, the geeks at biggestgeekestpodcast.com. We're on all the social networks. All the big ones, Twitter, Facebook, MeWe. Uh, MeWe's not necessarily a big one, but we're on Twitter and Facebook. We're also on MeWe. We have a Discord and Gilded um, servers that are, the links will be in the show notes. And our, our, our videos are posted, obviously, on YouTube and on Odyssey. Um, I'm running into space issues there because of the way Odyssey works. You need to have their credits Whatever uh, they have a credit system over there, gotcha. And eat, every time you post, you have to attach some of that to it, and I've pretty much run out. So, can you remove old ones and get your credit back? I could, but what's the point of having a secondary backup if yeah. you're not if your whole library is not there? Yeah. So, all right, man. Is there a way to get around that, or do you got to purchase more credit? Well, if you use, I'm pretty sure the link that I have here to Odyssey. Um should uh help us uh especially if you um i'm pretty sure the the link i have set up here i have to check i have to make sure uh that i have a a link that someone can use but they um i think it's for someone who's new to the the platform and they sign up Mm -hmm. yeah i know you if you watch content you get credits but it's very slow trickle they slowed it down okay it used to be a daily watch now it's it's three times a week mobile okay so in any event uh we are over on odyssey uh we search for biggest geekus and obviously in youtube yeah hey thanks to everybody that show i think folks are bugging out we did appreciate it we had a really lively chat even the part where they were talking they just continued on in the woke stuff which is no surprising because our peoples here don't put up with that bull crap and it was good to see people i, I want to make a special comment to i think drake a is he new or has he been on before yeah 
Okay. And News Flash 247, thanks for sharing, dude. Even if we disagreed, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you stayed. I'm glad you clarified. Bruce, just showing up. Dude, we're bugging out, son. But you can watch the rewind. Yes, you can. You'll love it. So, but, um, yeah, man, good to have people. What some great discussion. I mean, they were, I wish I could have commented on all of it. It was good stuff. Right. It's it's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to for us to talk and then comment in there at the same yes, time. Sir. But it's fun to try. At some point, when we get uh, a bit a bigger following, maybe we'll be able to have someone in there, part of our team. When we get our millions, when we have to have a team to prep us before we come in, put on or at least our thousands. Put on our makeup, have a green room, or no, what is it? Is that a green room, yeah, prep room, all that good stuff. Oh, makeup. You can put on makeup. Did I say makeup? Oh, I'm sad. I'm, I'm, you, I didn't say it. You oh, can no. be a girl if you like. <laughs> Girliness. Sweet. All right. Is there anything else? Not a man. Let's get the heck out of here. All right. So, that being the case, this is Joe. And I'm Randy. And remember, if you can't be big like us, then be geeks like us. Mm-hmm.